Welcome to the Data Leadership Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony J. Algeman. Data is everywhere in our businesses, and it takes leadership to make the most of it. We bring you the people, stories, and lessons to help you become a data leader. I'm especially excited for today's topic because we will see how data leadership can play a role in directly helping people's lives. Today, I'm joined by Jennifer Ramirez. Jennifer is an entrepreneur, blogger, soon-to-be author, and founder and executive director of the nonprofit organization And Rise. The organization focuses on women's empowerment through events and a host of other services. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi, Anthony. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, why don't we just start? Please just give us a little bit of background of, of yourself, your career, and what And Rise is all about and kind of where it came from. Sure. So uh, my background is actually in auditing. <laughs> I, um, that's where we met. Um, I used to work for Chicago Transit Authority almost 10 years there, and I um, just left CPS, so Chicago Public Schools, um, less than a month ago, and I just did audit there. I was, you know, I started out as an executive assistant and worked my way up the ladder and ended up in doing school audits. We were visiting, you know, schools doing uh, their financial audits, and then um, this, I started doing women's empowerment events like um, in 2018, just started doing them through my living room with a couple of girls. And then it kind of really snowballed into something else. I saw that there was a need for these events, you know, from a lot of feedback that I was receiving. So I was like, you know, why don't I turn this into an actual, you know, a legit business. And so I actually decided to uh, do nonprofit instead of for profit, just because I just I don't know I just feel like in my heart that that's the right decision to make, um, and yeah, so I decided to start and rise. We're still in the process of becoming a legit 501c3 in the process of going through the application, um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's been a very interesting journey so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's several different things that we can kind of talk about during the show and, 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 you know, the challenges of small business in, in general is something that we could certainly talk about, but I'm more interested oh, yeah. in the, the mission driven organization that you've created and, and knowing that this is a, a data leadership podcast where we try to be heavy on the, on the leadership because we want people to actually listen uh, versus being heavy right. on the data, which would just put everyone to sleep. Um, so, but <laughs> I do want to tie in because one of the things that I think is is such a common story, and this is kind of true of, of any kind of business, but um, the the key thing that that got you to go and create this business is because you knew that the events that you were being called to do were successful. They like they were they were actually doing some things that you know, we're, we're filling a need in the marketplace that weren't otherwise going to be filled. And so how did you know, how were like, what was that moment? Like when you're like, I think we're on to something here, you know? Yeah. What was that? Like? Um, yeah. So um, that was actually in October of last year when I was um, with a previous partner that I had, we were putting together and our very first like big event. And um, we had a really nice really nice venue for it so you know it was just more than I ever expected it to be and you know while we were still in the planning phases before the actual event took off um we, we kind of talked to each other and she's like I, I think we're on to something here and I and I agreed with her just because of all the feedback we were receiving even from like the we had um, women entrepreneurs a panel of five women entrepreneurs that came to speak and we had women-owned vendors there as well so that our guests can shop, you know, the, the vendors, you know, during like the networking part. And then, um, yeah, so it just, we just really started 
to see that this was needed by women and just all the feedback we received. And it was kind of like an aha moment, like, oh, okay, this is, you know, there is a need for it. It's just mainly because of all the feedback we're getting. And it kind of shocked me because it was kind of like something I was just doing like just because it makes me feel good. And I like to, you know, for other women to feel the same way and leave these events empowered and stuff. And it was just, it just really was like, wow, an eye opener. This is, there's a need for this out there. And that's kind of how it all started. It really just snowballed. And that, that event that I'm speaking about, we actually sold out. It was a free event, but we sold out on Eventbrite 150 tickets. And I was like, actually, I never expected that to happen. So that in itself told me a lot too, you know, that a lot of women were interested in, you know, going to these types of events. Yeah, I mean, it, in, in today's world, it's so hard to get anyone's attention to get that kind of uptake for an event like that. I mean, it definitely would be something where you're like, yeah, we're, we're tapping a need that clearly exists out there and and that's yeah that's really great and and you know it's it's funny because it's it's that's how these things happen and and you, yeah. you hear these stories of you know it sounds like you know you know you, you talk to people they've created these organizations they've been making these kinds of impacts but there was always that moment that 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 spark where you were like hey i i think we're on to something and it's funny because yeah. we talked about in the prep call uh, for this, uh, we were talking about the format of the podcast. Obviously, the podcast is still pretty new. We're still ironing things out. We're talking about mm-hmm. that. But it was it was funny because as we were talking, it was one of those things where it's like, this is not surprising to me at all that you are achieving mm-hmm. these kinds of things. Like in that and that your your organization is is getting traction in helping people in a in a really meaningful way. And and I think that, you know, it's a it's a testament to your grit and your your perseverance, but it's also, I think, something more in that you have an innate talent for realizing what people need. And and that I think is something that, you know, goes back to, you know, years ago when we were working together in the public sector. Um yeah. You know, it's it's true then, it's true now, and and that's why I think you know you're well suited to this kind of work. So I'm I'm really excited to Thank see you. you on this endeavor. Thank um, you. Let's talk, and and you know we'll come back to the um the aspects of creating a business and some of the challenges there. And and I think right now that you know people really are you know with our our coronavirus COVID nineteen lockdown situation that everybody's kind of um you know, experiencing on an individualized basis, but we're all doing the same kind of things. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of people that might be thinking, you know what, maybe now's the time that I do go down this path. So we'll come back to it. But I want to talk about the current situation a little bit more first. And that Mm -hmm. is, you know, we are in this COVID-19 quarantine lockdown type of mode. Um, People's lives have been very quickly, I mean, even go a month ago, and life looked a lot different. Um, yeah. You know, the challenges that people in general and women in particular face right now are unusual or amplified of what the norms are. Can you talk about some of the things that you've identified within the last month or so um, that either have you concerned or have you, um, you know, saying, you know what, we need to focus in this area? What, what kinds of things yeah. have you been seeing? So I know, and we briefly spoke about this last time we spoke, but um, I know domestic violence in the house is on the rise, unfortunately. Um, That's one of the bigger issues that actually is an issue, but it's not really being talked about, you know? Um, So that actually has concerned me. And actually, it's kind of crazy that you just asked this question, because last night um, I I was reaching out to um, this girl that I, she did um, the last event with me. 
Um, she was one of my speakers and I just asked her to, to do me a favor and she ended up, you know, she's pregnant on top of everything else going on right now. So I know that that's another stressor. And she told me like, I'm not in the right mind frame right now. I'm actually going through depression. I'm not in a good place. And, and I was like, Oh my God, I felt guilty for even texting her. However, I'm glad I did because I, I asked her, are you going to therapy? Cause she was actually in ther- like very heavy therapy before mm-hmm. um, when we did the event together. And she's like, no, actually I haven't. And I asked her why, why haven't you been going to like, I feel like now of all times is when we need it the most. And she's like, honestly, I was embarrassed about how I was feeling. And I was like, you should not feel embarrassed. We're all going through it. I'm going, you know, personally, I, we all are like my yeah. family, my daughter, my boyfriend, we are all, feeling the effects of this and there's I told her you should not feel bad you shouldn't feel guilty I'm like it's normal and I'm like and on top of it you're pregnant you're feeling tons more emotions you just when you're pregnant you're just a nutbag to begin with and you know like it's just so um I felt really bad and so I actually told her but she actually told me I'm really thankful that you text me because I actually just went and I made a couple of appointments with my therapist and I'm like good I'm, I'm glad so I'm like at first I felt kind of guilty for like you know asking her about something kind of not important but then I realized okay there everything happens for a reason maybe she needs to hear from me now she's going to be going through her therapy and it'll probably make her feel a whole lot better <laughs> and actually it, um, another friend of mine she wrote on my snapchat last night because um, I had a video of my daughter on there and she's like oh she's so beautiful and then she ends up telling me that she's depressed I'm depressed because she's alone. She is a breast cancer survivor mm-hmm. and she also has lupus, so she's super high risk. So she's staying away from everybody on purpose because, you know, she can, if she gets sick, that it won't be a good thing for her. Um, and she was telling me how she's very depressed because she's alone all the time. And yeah. so there's like people that are in self-isolation that, you know, are, like because they have like pre-existing conditions, like I'm sure they're feeling it too because they're actually alone. I mean, luckily she has a therapy dog, but I can't imagine if she didn't have that dog, like how she would be feeling, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so I, it actually compelled me and I looked terrible last night. My hair was up in a bun. I, look, I like my makeup, like, everything was a mess, but I actually went on Facebook Live and I made two videos last night because I just felt like I had a responsibility to. I'm like, okay, these two things happen within like me talking to these two people happened within 15 minutes of each other. So I was like, that's a sign to me. So I'm going to go on here and make a video. And so I went on there and there are um, resources through the city of Chicago for three free therapy right now. Um, whether it is you want to talk to somebody on the phone um, via, you know, uh, like live um, zoom call or whatever. And they even have text, you know, like therapists that are available 24 seven through text. If you prefer to text, so I went on there and I kind of talked about all the resources that are out there because I think a lot of people are in need of therapy and counseling right now um, and they think that they have to pay for it. And I'm like, if there's these free resources, you should take advantage and use them because therapy is normally expensive, you know. So yeah. that's kind of like was my purpose. But yeah, it's, it's concerning, you know, that a lot of people are struggling mentally and emotionally right now. Um, and I'm trying to like put positivity out there and, you know, just only post positive things things that like you know make people just feel better because there's just so much negativity out there and i feel like it really does affect people um you know yeah well and it's just i mean some of what you're talking about is is just being a good person being a good friend to people you know that may not be reaching out and and both you know kind of both of those stories were just because you were being proactive and, and trying to communicate and 
taking care of the people and, and just being in touch with folks. And, and that I think yeah. is something that anybody listening to this can do, you know, make sure your, your family yeah. and your friends. Check you on know. everybody. Yeah. I mean, even people you know, like you think w- wouldn't want to hear, you know, from you, like I'm happy to hear from anybody. I only talk to like so many people on a daily basis and, you know, it's nice to hear like, Oh, somebody was thinking of me. It makes people feel nice, you know? So yeah, I would definitely say call your, grandmothers that you don't talk to on a normal basis you know family members whoever you know people that you you know that like let's say like if something were to happen to them would you be upset those are the people you want to keep in contact with I would I would say especially those people that you know have these pre-existing conditions and are by themselves more than anything I think that's really important right now too yeah and I would imagine too that the there's a danger in in like our social media right now and like Facebook and and that stuff because even under the best of circumstances people are always kind of just providing that best case view of what their life is like and you don't see all the reality behind yeah. it so it's these glossy mm-hmm. images of you know whatever activity that they're doing and that's continuing now like they're finding ways of, of doing that it's all like yes. I don't know, ego marketing or something it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not real and don't think that social media is a good good substitute for real human interaction I know a lot Absolutely. of folks are doing like virtual happy hours or just get togethers and I've got a couple different groups of friends that I you know some I talk to more more than others, but I've been trying to do these things. And it's funny because over time, as you get older and you become, you know, families and careers and all of this, you know, you, you tend to drift apart from your friends and, and maybe you have social media and that stuff, but like, you don't get to spend physical time with people a lot of the time anyway. And right. if nothing else comes from this whole lockdown thing, that's good. At least maybe we can learn, Hey, a video chat is still way better than not talking at all. Than not and, talking and, at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, we should be doing that with our friend that moved across the country or around the world and, and find ways to keep that direct connection alive. Um, because it, it, you know, I think that that's a big, uh, help to everyone, whether or not you're, you're on the verge of, of, you know, losing it through all of the, the insanity. I mean, cause you overlay, it's not just the isolation, but it's the financial hardship and the, yeah. and the, the fear of, of like, am I losing my job? Have I already lost my job? That next yes. mortgage payment is coming at, at a big, yeah. big, you know, it feels like an avalanche heading your way for, for May, especially I can imagine yeah. like April. I think there was a lot of people that struggled on April 1st. May 1st is going to be a bad yeah, day. I agree. I think a lot of people maybe already had their money for April bills and all that stuff. So I think we were okay, but I feel going forward, especially all these people that are losing their jobs and all the uncertainty I can, yeah, I can definitely, and I, like, luckily I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine in that area, like financially, but I, I can't imagine, you know, like if I were to lose a job that if I had one right now, like it would be horrible. And it's very stressful when, you know, life is normal one day and then the next day you're like, whoa, like I lost my job and now I can't pay my bills. Like, you know, it's very stressful. Like I, I mean, I, I struggled financially for years and it was, I've always had a job, but it's just, it's, it's a stress that it's kind of unexplainable. You just feel like alone and lost and like helpless and it's just a really bad feeling. So I, I understand. 
Yeah, I mean, even under good times, I would I would read those articles that say, "Oh, you should have six months worth of cash to you know have anything," and, and that was laughable yeah. then. You know, like <laughs> that nobody has that. Like people, real yeah. people don't have six months worth of cash just sitting around. Like, and so we realize now that yeah, well, yeah, that was a good idea, but that wasn't even possible when that was a good idea. Now we're we realize the consequences of that, but the fact is, is that we've been you know we we haven't had that kind of buffer and this is true of personal finances this is true of businesses this is true of organizational right. services government you name it we've all been the margins are very thin even under good times and now we're, yeah. we're really struggling because we didn't have any kind of buffer for that and and so yeah. i think right now i mean the, the lesson that i'm i'm trying to take away from all of this is just trying to whatever i have whatever i can do however i can help i want to be there like like to me that's just the natural thing to do in circumstances like this. Um, right. you know, and, and, you know, at best just don't get in the way. Like, you know, I, I could, I would love to go to a hospital and start helping treat people. And all I would do is cause a lot of problems. So I realized that's not my role, but I would right. really yeah. like, how can I help? What can I do? How might I, I contribute? So. And that's uh, something that I've been like, kind of struggling with too. Like I, I obviously this is what I do. Like I, I want to help people, but it's, it's just really hard because I'm not sure, um, I guess if people want that help or so I think people are afraid to ask for help for, so that's the first thing. Yeah. And then and the second thing, I think they're embarrassed if they, you know, like they don't want to feel like they need help. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's definitely a, a mental thing for a lot of people. So if you're not telling me you need help, it's really hard for me to know that you need help, you know? So I think like even telling people that you need assistance or, you know, even if it's just mentally, even if it doesn't even have to be financial, like, you know, I think just letting somebody know that you're struggling is, you know, that can help a lot because how are they going to know if they, if they, if you don't tell them, you know, that's part of communication and, and letting people know that, you know, things are like my family's been doing it, you know, like we're, we're on text messages, group family messages. And my sister actually got sick um two weeks ago. She thinks she had the coronavirus. Um, I don't think it was because I feel like the rest of the family would have gotten sick if she has, you know, she has her three kids in the house and her in-laws right now and her husband. So, yeah, so she was like freaking out a little bit. And I think she might have had it because she said like it hurt to breathe. She was like, I can't breathe and it hurts. And, you know, it was and I then was scared because I'm like, oh, my God, my sister's sick and I don't want anything to happen to her, of course, you know. So yeah. it's it's tough. But I mean, I'm glad she was letting us know what was happening with her because at least we're con we might not be able to physically go and help her but at least we're conscious we're you know like i mean if anything happened i'm sure we'd all just go run over there you know if, if she really needed it you know but um yeah it's it's been tough you know it's tough for everybody right now yeah and that's and that's the thing that we want to keep remembering is that it feels very isolated and and normally when you're dealing with life circumstances, you're dealing with them in isolation. Not everybody is dealing with the same thing. Right now, there's a very clear pattern that we're all dealing with some yes. similarity in, in the challenges because yeah. things are closed, our, our our livelihoods are in question, and it's everybody at the same time. But yeah. we're all locked in our homes and, and not it's not always easy for us to understand what's really going on out there, despite being completely overwhelmed with information through the internet and social media and yeah. all that stuff. Um, and, and I think that adds to it because you, you feel somewhat helpless in being able to help, but. And you, also you, too, you don't know which information's correct or not, yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, just trying to find yeah, just trying to find answers, and and I think that's a good you know that comes back to a, a pattern in in data analysis. I wrote a little bit about this, and that is you know most of the time, the problem is not a lack of data. It's it's you know most of the time we have more information than we know what to do with. The yeah. real challenge is whether or not that information can you know be suitable for the things we would like to do with it. And in this right. case, we have tons of information. We don't know its reliability. The reliability is all over the map. Yeah. The weird, the weird thing about the current situation is that we can have all the data. We could even have all that data that could do a bunch of stuff with. We can't right. do anything. <laughs> like we can't. <laughs> there's nothing to be done with that information other than just try to get to more answers until we are right. actually solving first the coronavirus pandemic yeah. itself where people are first treated and you know made healthy and the spread is slowed and we have a vaccine and all of those like health consequences which have put us into this situation until right. the fire is put out with that there's no rebuilding to be done you know right now we are absolutely in hang on and hope for the best mode now yeah. is not the time to try to you know make some you know grand plan there's no planning to be made right now it is reaction yeah. time but yeah. as things and we're starting to see some evidence that maybe things are getting a little bit better maybe the the they're starting to slow the spread through the lockdowns maybe we're going to start getting back to work here again at some point as that starts to happen more and more and hope comes back we need to think, OK, all this information, we start to get some answers. What do we want to do with it? And how do we start to come out of this thing and hopefully make ourselves stronger, having learned something for next time? And that's really what data analysis is all about, is to say, how do we take this information available to us and then act on it in a way that helps the outcomes get that much better? And so I think, like, I'm curious, like, you're, you're in very early days in your business and yeah. The world has changed very rapidly. And I'm curious. So thinking about, you know, the services that you were planning on offering or the things that you had started to do, have you mm -hmm. identified things like now may be a time to pivot? What do we need to pivot into? Have, have you found anything new that you're going to do when things start to settle down and we can get back to work in reality? Um, what what are you going to do that may be different than what you had planned on a month or two ago? Um, That's a great question. <laughs> Um, I definitely, well, honestly, with all this happening, to be honest with you, I was already preaching that I think human interaction is super important mm -hmm. before the coronavirus and any of this stuff happened. I think that humans need each other. And I think we're now really feeling that and seeing that. So I am a firm believer in that. And, and, and even before the coronavirus happened, we're super technology heavy instead of going to our friend's house or texting them, which is very, it's a completely different, you know, it's. It's not as personal, you know, so yeah. um, I definitely once life goes back to normal, would love to do more events. Um, and I think also I've been having more of like personal challenges of actually putting myself out there. Like I told you last night, I did the Facebook Live. I've always been scared to do Facebook Live. I'm like, oh, what if I, you know, make a mistake on live, whatever TV or whatever you want to call it. And I was just last night, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. I was just like, I, my message needs to go out there. I feel compelled. I have to say this. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know, somebody out there needs to hear this. I'm sure a lot of people need to hear this. So even if no one watches, at least it's out there. Now it's on my page and and now all those resources are, are there. So if people do end up going to look back at the recording, they can hear and okay, now they have a ton of resources for therapy if they need it, you know, just because I'm such a firm believer in therapy and counseling. That's how I've overcome a lot of personal, you know, adversities. And I'm still not fully healed. And I don't think I ever will be. No, I think it definitely helps to get your mind right for sure. Um, So um, yeah, I definitely just when things go back to normal, I definitely do want to do a lot more personal and maybe even more smaller type of events more than bigger. Cause to me, I was thinking these events should be big, but maybe intimacy is what we will need more of. And by the time this is all over, I feel like we're going to be just craving that human interaction so bad. Um, because I know I do. I like, I miss, I miss my family. I mean, I, I'm here with my boyfriend and my daughter and you know, our kids, but my, my sisters, my mom, my grandma, I haven't seen them in a while. I don't, I can't even yeah. remember, you know, and I miss them. And, you know, so I know like in, you know, I'm also graduating this year. Finally, I'm probably not going to have a graduation. So like I, we're missing out on birthday party, you know, we're missing birthdays yeah. and we just miss Easter. We normally always get together for Easter. So, you know, it's, it, and it kind of hurt, you know, because we always do these, you know, big Easter egg hunts with all the kids and it's always something to look forward to. So, you know, it, it kind of sucks, but at the moment, but we have to also remain positive because being negative is not going to help anything right now. And that's, why I am doing what I'm doing too, because I want to put that positivity out there. Cause all I see, and not so much anymore is when the coronavirus first started, there was tons of negative things on there, but I feel like people are more like kind of just getting used to it now. But I do think that positivity is a huge thing that needs to be spread out there more than ever, you know? And as time goes on, if we're on this lockdown past May, we're going to need even more than ever because we're going to like lose our minds, you know? So yeah, I, the the one thing at least, and if it goes into May and beyond, at least the weather. We're both in the Chicago area, and and at least the weather will start to improve because today oh, it's like twenty five degrees outside. I have it's yeah. just this no is way. not how it should be in April. But um, yeah, I I couldn't agree more about like that's the thing you miss. I don't miss the stuff. I don't miss the the like even the restaurants and stuff. As much as I like to do that, that's that's yeah. not what I miss most. What we miss most is being able to see family and seeing friends in person and laughing together, yeah. you know, doing and not being scared of the people that are walking towards you on in the sidewalk, you know, yeah. when you take the walk and you're like, Oh, I gotta cross the street, you know, just things like that. Like it I, I understand why people do it, but I'm like it's and I don't take it personal because I know, but I'm like kind of like it's like, man, this kind of sucks. Like you can't even walk on the same side of the sidewalk as, you know, people taking walks. Like it's I get it, we're all taking precautions, you know, but it's still like, ah. Oh you want that to even just say hello to people when you're passing by them, you know? Yeah. That amount of suspicion of your neighbors. It's like yeah. back in the day when everybody thought everybody else was communists or something. And yeah. it's like, there's this, you know, this unease that permeates mm-hmm. everywhere. And, and as soon as you leave that house, you're like on edge. Right. And, and that, you know, you're trying not to do that any more than necessary, but it's, you know, you still have to do certain things and, and, you know, yeah. those folks that still are going to work and still making, you know, the, the essential workers out there. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I've yeah. never been more clear to me how, you know, and how important like, they are. All the people that we, Oh, you work at McDonald's, but Oh, you that McDonald's has saved your life. If you, you know, like it's, it really has brought them, you know, the essential work, not just like people that work at grocery stores and restaurants, but like our nurses and our doctors, like, you know, people we kind of like take for granted. I feel like they're, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been amazing. Like just seeing 
how they've come together and they still go to work, even though I'm sure they don't want to. It's scary for them to be there too, you know? So I, I'm very thankful for them, you know? And I think it's all made us more aware that these people are really important in our society and that we should kind of respect them more. You know, even the bagger at Jewel, he's risking his life so you can freaking have your groceries, you know? So that's something to definitely be thankful for, you know? Yeah, it, it has definitely reshuffled the deck of what we think is most important. It's and, important, I agree. You know, but I think too, though, like, to you know, everybody out there is is important in their way. Like, we, we all provide a thread in the fabric of society. And, and you know, the work you're doing, I think, is, is you know, very important as well. I feel like, you know, a person like me who's talking about data and building data systems, we have our, our spots, I guess, uh, but mm. it's not ever as as critical as a er nurse or something like that i mean it's just never going to be as, as critical um in the right. immediate term for sure but you know hopefully it's data folks that'll help us you know navigate a, the solution the long-term solution to this will rely yeah. on data in, in a big way but well you know you, yes. you talked about you know some of the things that you, are more important to you now than maybe they were a month or two ago and it's similar like this podcast itself i was not planning on starting this podcast until at least mid-year i had some other projects that i wanted to get done or what have you and i didn't get any slower in, in the other things that i needed to do when this coronavirus hit a lot of my work was done remotely and content creation and that stuff anyway but yeah. I said, you know what, what can I do now that might help give people something of value? And and to me, the podcast was a way to connect with folks like yourself that wouldn't necessarily be on a data podcast that exists otherwise. And I, I just said, right. I'm going to take a pretty broad view of what we're talking about with data leadership, because this is data leadership. This is something that really matters. And, and yes, data plays a role, but it's that leadership side that what you do really connects into what actually matters. And I'm like, if we can find some conversations about people that actually matter and people that are connecting and reaching out and some of the things that you were talking about, that might be the first time somebody's heard, hey, wait, the city has counseling services available at no yeah. charge that's that's an important important thing and that is yeah. part of that data leadership story and so i feel very lucky that i had the ability to create this podcast just to give people an avenue to learn some things that may not be front page news otherwise and i think that's the the big message of that and so like it's it's probably pretty inconsequential in the in the grand scheme of things me starting a podcast but it is one thing i could do and i hope that everybody yeah. listening if they're thinking hey maybe it's time I do something, whether it's yeah, create a podcast or, or a new business or a new yeah. hobby even. Do yeah, something. I totally, I think, I think right now, if you've ever had the desire to do something, whether it be write a book or start, you know, start a business, like you said, I think now is the perfect time to do it because we have nothing but time right now. Like we really yeah. do. Like, yeah. and it's, just it's it's given me opportunities like like I said too I'm actually in the process of like writing I'm you know a co-author in a book of many authors or whatever but that's something that I've always I've always wanted to write that's been like a dream of mine so I mean and it's not a whole book you know but it's a start and I, I'm like I'm taking the opportunity because right now I have time to do it you know otherwise yeah. if I was probably still working my nine to you know my regular nine to five I probably wouldn't have had time to you know you know, do any of this extra stuff. So I would definitely, my advice to people is right now is the time to do it because we have all this extra time. And, you know, instead of watching the four hours of Netflix you watch every day, put that four hours towards, you know, writing a plan for, you know, writing your goals down, things like that. I'm a huge 
believer in writing everything down, especially your goals. You know, I feel like you need to visually see it. And once you write it down, it's kind of like it's like a plan now. Right. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm all about vision boards and all that stuff. And that's part of, you know, we do vision board uh, events through and rise. Uh, Our last one was um, in January. And I'm just a firm believer. I've I've gone through probably like since I started doing vision boards, I think I've started them like 10 years ago. I think I've gone through like four, Mm. like because I've accomplished all my goals and they really are like so important it's like an unconscious thing that you just have there staring at you that's kind of holding you accountable like okay i said i'm gonna do abcd and you're staring at it every day so kind of just you know unconsciously is like a you know a thing you have to do you yeah. know or accomplish these goals tell me a little bit more about those vision boards because i've heard of them before mm-hmm. um but i confess i have not created one myself what is that process oh, like and what, what, what do they do yeah yeah so a vision board is just anything you've ever wanted or things you want to uh, accomplish. For example, a lot of people put like, you know, things like put like a wedding ring on their vision board or like a, you know, um, like a house because they want to have a a nice big pretty house or they want a Mercedes, like just things that we dream about or goals that you want to attain. Like mine, I have, okay, we're going to get down to a size small. We're going to lose weight. Right. Or, you know, I have on my vision board, obtain my bachelor's degree, write a book. I have, you know, invested in another property. I have a lot of things written down that I have been able to attain. Oh, not in a year, but it might take like a couple years to attain them, but you attain those goals and, and you put the vision board right where you, you're always, you know, somewhere where you frequent a lot in your house. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people put them in their bathrooms next to like their toothbrush or something. Cause they're going to grab their toothbrush every day. Right. Or, I know I personally have mine um, in my room, like by my makeup, because I go by my makeup all the time. And it's just something that is there and you don't even like notice it because it's just on the walls, like a painting or whatever. But, you know, it's there. It's unconsciously in your mind. And I really am a firm believer in them. I think they work. I mean, like I said, I've gone through a few of my, you know, my own and I am always plan on doing them. And actually one of the events I plan on doing in the future I want to do either a couple's vision board party or a family vision board party. And that's something I've wanted to do with my own family is just like, even, you know, I have a, a six, seven and 13 year old. So even them doing their own vision board, what do you want to do? What's your goals this year? You know, even cause we, we only think goals are for adults, right? And it's not, it can be for our kids and we're instilling that in the, in them that they're, you know, now they know, okay, they know what a goal is now. And then they have their vision board and it can be an unconscious thing for them too, you know, to attain. So I just think it's important. And, and even like a couple's vision board, what do you want as a couple? You know, what are your goals to, together as, a, you know, as one, you know? So I think that those, um, I was actually looking forward to doing those. Like I was going to do them like mid-year, probably not any, not anymore, but you know, maybe we'll do them, you know, towards the end of the year. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, well, I think now is as good a time as any to do something like that. And and these are, yes. you know, setting goals, having plans and things like that. That's not like that doesn't just happen. Like that's not a magic thing. Like that's a that's a learned skill. And and that's yes. something that like I haven't used a vision board per se, but I've done a whole lot of goal writing and 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 documentation. Mm-hmm. Like you can find the form that works for you, but I like the, the 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 notion of these vision boards because first off, like the the probably the first one you do is very personal. It's, it's for you as yes. an individual, and you can mm-hmm. then do it in other contexts, whether it's a business or a family or or you know anything uh, that you yeah. might want to have goals around. But I like that it's it's something 
something that it becomes as true as as goal setting can be, because if you end up seeing, hey, my goals as an individual are not well aligned with my goals in the work that I do, then mm-hmm. there's a there's an obvious difference. There's an obvious gap that needs to be somehow resolved, because if you're if your yeah. personal goals cannot be achieved by what you're doing with your time, then you're probably something needs to be adjusted, whether it's your expectations or your, your planning or what you're spending your time with. And I think going back to, you know, the, the coronavirus thing is, is, you know, the worst thing you can do, like, we don't know what anybody listening out there should be doing. We can't tell them that Mm -hmm. we we don't know what your calling is all about. I feel very, very lucky that I found what my life's work is about and, and like what my calling is, but that's a very, unique and individual decision. What I can say is that if you waste this strange period of time, if you waste this time for however long it lasts, it will be a real regrettable act. Like you will really wish you hadn't. And, and so, you know, put the, put the tiger King or whatever that show on Netflix, (laughs) put that away. Like, let's not watch any more of that nonsense. Yeah. I noticed a lot of people spend so much time watching TV and I'm like, you guys, do you realize like there's so much more to the world than Netflix It's great for Netflix. You're, you're making them rich. Do you realize that? Like make yourself rich, you know, like do things that are going to to like elevate you to the next level and even it doesn't even have anything to do with money even if you just go you know if you're not a person that exercises go start learning how to do yoga or you know like something physical that makes you feel good about yourself you know I mean you know I used to always be super into the gym I haven't been doing it in the last few months I fell off of my workout game but it's been one of my goals since this has started to get back into it. And I'm starting just to take walks outside and that's kind of starting me out. But I'm like, one of these days I am going to utilize the gym. My boyfriend built me in the basement when all this started and I have not touched it, but I will. And, you know, cause working out, I do know that it's important to me. It's always been an outlet to, you know, just get, uh, you know, a stress reliever for me. And I haven't been doing it lately just because I've been working and, you know, I'm still in school. So I've been doing a lot of schoolwork. I'm in my last like two, three weeks of school. So I'm doing this capstone and it's a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, I mean, I I really do. I think that it's really important to just focus on things other than social media and TV, you know, especially right. There's just so many other things you could be doing, you know, that are going to help you in the future when all this is over, you know. Yeah. And, and I am a big fan of, of, you know, take a little time to enjoy yourself. Take a little time yeah. to, you know, watch a Netflix show by all means. But yeah, spend you know the bulk of your time trying to find a way forward that when when we have the luxury of getting together with each other again, when we have the luxury of going to work again in a normal way, let's make mm-hmm. the most of that doing what we can do today. Um, the right. last thing, you know, we, we've touched on a little bit and we were running out of time, but I really want to spend just a couple minutes on where you are with your business relatively early days. But I'm sure there are things that you have learned in this process that folks that are starting to make that have just decided because of our inspiring message to them that they are now <laughs> going to stop watching bad Netflix and they're going to start doing <laughs> some real productive things. What are a couple of the things that you wish you knew th- that you didn't know when you started? that that would make things a little bit easier for those folks huh well I mean I think I'm still learning honestly and like I said I quit my job my last day was March 13th and then the next week we went into (laughs) 
to the lockdown. So I didn't really have time to like, you know, I guess take anything in or really like, oh, I'm going to start doing, you know, like I had a lot of meetings set up for like in-person meetings and stuff like that, which I had to cancel. I mean, but we did like phone calls. Um, but I'm trying to think like, I'm not sure. Like, I, I feel like just, I just went into this in a difficult time yeah. to begin with. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I tried, okay, I was going to have a lot of events. I had a, like a, a calendar of events, what I was going to do this month, that month and everything. And now I have to do them online. And the, the problem is, is that I feel like right now events like virtual events are so oversaturated and plus I'm a small organization. So a lot of people don't know the and rise name yet. They don't know what we do. They don't know that we're probably even a nonprofit organization. So that's kind of been my issue is trying to get our, us out there. Cause there's so, there are a lot of women groups similar to and rise. Um, so, and they have a much bigger fan base or much bigger membership base. And, you know, so I'm competing with a lot of other people <laughs> as well. And then when they're all doing the same virtual events online, I'm like, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's been a challenge for sure. And I noticed that I'm not sure if people want virtual events or not, or if there's just so many of them, they're just like, I don't, I don't want another one, you know? So that's kind of, I just noticed that the attendance has been low. I haven't gotten a lot of like um, people telling me, yeah, I want to go to that, you know, and I'm not sure if it's the timing of the day or is, are people actually like working their nine to five during the day. And then when they're, you know, six o'clock comes, are they too tired to get on the computer again or is it just that there's too much of these events going on right now that it's been it's been tough and i'm trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah well and, and i mean some of it is is simply you know access to the computing you know machine like with e-learning happening with their kids people running around and i think that that you know the juggling that has to happen between trying to maintain your day job dealing with your children dealing with yeah. all of the the you know logistical challenges of this whole remote situation is is definitely uh difficult and 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 man that uh, that timing of you know leaving the job <laughs> and immediately starting it's 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 yes. tough and and my advice so having you know i'm a you know in my organization we're about a, a year plus ahead in terms of where we are as an organization in algorithm data leadership i i would say it's okay to take some time in the lab and and in that meaning you know build out your content build out that website build out yes. the the it's you you the amount of nonsense with the legal and you know the the organizational structures and you've got the added challenge of the 5013c stuff you've got yes. you know all of that stuff has to be gone through and and right now you know, the, with the way that, you know, government organizations and, and like sometimes you have to go to a courthouse to get a piece of paper or something like that. Some of these things are not easily accessible yes. right now. And that's because... definitely been a challenge for me as we're still doing the application for the 501c3. So mm -hmm. I can't, you know, my board members need to sign the articles of incorporation um, and the conflict of interest and nobody can sign it, you know, and some of these signatures need to be like a, a live signature. Yeah. So I'm actually waiting for the signature to get sent around for that. I have three board members, so there are, it's still in snail mail, and that's just been another thing. Um, yeah, just trend, like things like that, like normally where I can go get everybody's signature one day and turn it in, and it's done. Now I'm waiting. I have to take three extra weeks for it to get around to everybody for me, for it to come back to me, and for me to mail it out with a check. You know, so just things like it's just and I am because like I said, I, I'm not sure what to do with the events right now. So I am actually using this time on like building my business plan, 
really getting a good idea of who my audience is or who I want my audience to be even. I'm trying to just figure all the back things that people normally don't see a business do. That's what I'm using this time to do because I'm like, maybe this is a time that I needed to kind of get all that in order. And then when the world goes back to normal, I'll be ready to go. And I'll have every, you know, people ask me questions. I'll know what the answer is right away. Cause right now, if you ask me certain things, I'm still like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm still figuring it out. You know, I've never owned my own business before. So this is all brand new to me. Um, you know, so I'm kind of just learning as I go too. <laughs> so. Yeah. You've been doing this kind of work for a long time. You've been helping people for a long time, but this new organization is, yes. is evolving at a time when a lot of things are evolving. So I think it's yes. definitely a, um, you know, it's an interesting time to start a business one you will certainly never it forget. <laughs> very true. And you know, honestly, when it happened, when the whole like um, stay at home order went into place, I started to question like did I make the wrong decision in quitting my job right now like I could have been working from home like you know but I'm like no I cannot imagine doing that where you know I was very unhappy at my job I cannot imagine being at home now already like having to be cooped up in the house doing this work that I wasn't enjoying I would be miserable so I'm actually really it totally happened at the right time everything had I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason and I quit exactly when I was supposed to because this all just came together. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I, for one, I cannot wait to see what and rise uh, is able to achieve. I know you're you're going to find a way to make that organization grow and be incredible and help a lot of people. Um, we're pretty much at time. Do you have any other pieces of advice that you want to leave folks with before uh, we we call it a show? Um, I would just say yeah. Like, I mean, um, it's of course speaking to the current times just be kind to other people <laughs> more than anything i think that's so important right now be kind and you know like we said earlier if there's that person that you think about you know or that family member you love that you know or that friend that you really love and you miss and that you you know you always love talking to them if if people come in your mind i am a firm believer too that when you think of people i think it's because they're thinking of you it could be wrong i could be very wrong but that's just something that i think I think the reason we think of people is because maybe they like unconsciously want to talk to us or vice versa. You unconsciously want to talk to them. So if you get that feeling of talking to somebody, call them, check up on them, even text them if that's what you prefer, you know, and like I said, be kind to people because you don't know what people are going through right now. Everybody's going through a really tough time. Like, you know, some people are actually physically going through it too, you know? So um, that's what I would say. And um, yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, don't spend all your extra time on Netflix, you know, and enjoy it and don't and try to think positively. We're not stuck in the house with our families right now. We're we're safe at home with our, our babies and, yeah. and they're safe. Just think of that. A lot of people are like, oh, these kids are driving me nuts. And trust me, like my boyfriend's kids were here for two weeks and they're driving all of us nuts. But but when they left, I'm like, oh, it's so quiet now. What are we going to do without them? You know, like it's if they keep the house alive. Kids keep the house alive because I can't imagine it's so quiet now without them. And I'm like, oh, it's, on, it's like boring now, you know, but it's just like, you know, they, they might annoy you, but they're still your babies. And think of it that way that you're, you're safe at home with your families. You're not stuck at home, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that are homeless that don't even have anywhere to go. There's homeless people dying in the street because they're getting sick and they don't even have anywhere to go. So think about it that way, you know, it's just very important to think positive right now and be kind to everybody because a lot of people are going through different things. 
Yeah, that I think that is is fantastic advice. And Jennifer, it's been awesome having you on the show. And and yeah, I hope we'll you have you back me. again uh, once things Absolutely. start to settle down and and you can have events and we'll talk about some of those. And and you know, you know I can't wait to see what the future uh, holds for you and and for for the Andrise organization. So um, if you. you are uh, interested in subscribing to the Andrise. Uh, uh, newsletter uh, or website, uh, go to womenrisechicago.org. Uh, you'll find a lot more information there, and uh, we'll include a little more information and some links in the show notes. So thanks to all of you for watching or listening today. Please remember to follow, subscribe, like, rate, and leave a review of our show on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find information about supporting the show directly and how to get a signed copy of my data leadership book at patreon.com forward slash data leadership lessons. Visit algman.com to learn more about Algman Data Leadership and the many ways we can help you become a data leader. Stay safe during these unusual times and go make an impact. <laughs>